Hey everyone, welcome into the NKY Bracketology podcast. I'm your host Hunter, joined tonight with Michael. Um, so we're going to go through some games. Um, we're sitting the week of the 12th of February through the 15th of February is when we're talking. Um, so the last time we talked to you, we just kind of went through what we thought the week slate was going to look like and just some like quick thoughts about where we were going to end up. So we're going to just kind of go through those results and talk about them. Um, we'll start. Michael, what was your game of the week? I think one of the most important games of the week was Texas A&M falling on the road at Vanderbilt. Um, yep. I don't, I'd have to look and see if that's, if that was a quadrant three or a quadrant four loss at this point, but that just could not happen. Yeah. They already have the home loss to LSU that's in, that's in quad three. And they had done so much work recently beating Kentucky and beating Tennessee to get themselves back safely in the bracket. And now they're back kind of dang. I don't know where you have them now, Hunter, but maybe around like the last four in or so. So I actually have them on the 10 line. Um, So this was a quadrant three loss for them. Um, It's right on that edge of quadrant three slash four. It's pretty safely end of three. But um, if Bandy falls 20 more spots, it'll be kind of worrisome. Yeah. Um, So yeah, they fell from a, they were right at the, bottom of my eight line they fell to the bottom of the nine but i haven't finished scrubbing so they could fall further yeah absolutely just i mean it negated 80 percent of the momentum they had from that win over tennessee it just negated that and you know now moving forward the, you look mm-hmm. at the remaining schedule it's let's see they got alabama on the road arkansas at home they better win that yeah tennessee on the road South Carolina at home, probably better win that. Georgia on the road, Mississippi State at home, Ole Miss, you're probably going to need two of those three if you don't beat Alabama or Tennessee on the road. Yeah, I mean, they all of the wiggle room that they, they might need all three. Yeah, they they may need to go in all three depending on how big the margin is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Alabama's been known to just blow bubble teams out. At and home, Tennessee so. at home, I mean. Yeah. That, so they may need to win the, the other games if they don't win those one of those two. Yeah. I mean, they have three tournament teams left. They have to beat at least South Carolina. Yep. Um, that would be the most winnable game because it's a home game and it's South Carolina. But none of those games are going to be easy, and they're all gonna, you're going to need at least one. Those games at the end between Mississippi State or Ole Miss could be like bubble play-in, play-out games. Absolutely. I have Mississippi State on the 10 line. And Ole Miss is actually, I think, going to be out of the field tomorrow morning. There's just not much, not much on that Ole Miss resume. Yeah, it's just, it's not there. Um, so my game of the week, um, I went back and forth on what I wanted to do for this. It doesn't have to be like, oh, a buzzer beater. Like Michael picked a game that had a buzzer beater, but it had like big implications. I'm going to go with Texas Tech beating Kansas. Yes, I know Kansas was injured. Texas Tech was still just kind of limping through the season right now and to beat Kansas by 30. I mean, yes, it, it, they were injured. I get that you Kansas fans, please quit telling me that I understand. But at the same time you were favored or tech was favored by, I think three or four after the injury news. So it's not like it was supposed to be a 30 point blowout. Um, Just absolutely huge for, Texas Tech's resume. Um, Kansas, if you all come back and look good, you have a shot at a bottom of the one line type of resume, but we're starting to move towards you all being a two or a three seed. Mm-hmm. 
that was a Monday night game, and that just – it was weird. I got to go to bed early on Monday. Those That Big 12 9 p.m. game has been good week after week, and for once we got a blowout. Duke um, beating Wake Forest that same day was important too. Absolutely. I was – we were recording a podcast episode, our top 25, and I think all three of us were watching Duke and Wake Forest play. Um, Duke ended up winning 77 to 69, um, for Duke right now. I have them on the four line. Um, I'll get to why in a minute, but they ended up dropping a little bit, even with the win, mm-hmm. um, just one spot overall, just it dropped them from a three to a four seed. Um, looking through the rest of Monday's games, TCU getting a big win over West Virginia, Um, So we've seen two teams from Texas just absolutely beat up on West Virginia recently, which is exactly what you need to do, especially when it's a home game. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, Mike, like some of the teams that we've watched, like Kansas and Cincinnati struggle with West Virginia. It's nice, kind of refreshing to see teams actually beat the teams they're supposed to. It does. It also, um, if you're Texas, though, if you're Kansas, it moves West Virginia closer and I'm sorry, further away from being Q2. Yeah. I realistically, I don't think that West Virginia is going to win enough down the stretch to get to Q2. Not now. Uh, not now. Maybe had they not gotten, I think Texas beat them by like 25. And, and NTC beat them by 16. Yeah. So, so I'd be surprised if it moves to quad two, but uh, for those teams, it doesn't matter. It matters for teams like Kansas. Um, so moving on, that was pretty much it for Monday. Uh, typical white slate on Monday night. Other than, uh, other than McNeese blowing the brains out of uh, Houston Christian by 50. I must have just like straight looked over that. I thought that was Tuesday night. 105-54. Oh, wow. Okay. That is how you win a ball game. Um, yes. McNeese is probably going to end up like on the 12 line, maybe the 13, 13 line. Yeah. Everything. Um, 12 slash 13, but that's how you improve those metrics. Um, that is verbatim what you need to do to improve yep. the metrics. Um, so moving into Tuesday, um, some of the biggest results were Syracuse um, beating North Carolina. That was a really big game for Syracuse. They're still pretty far out, but this yep. gives them a puncher's shot at getting there. Um so they needed, I mean, they beat them by, they ended up winning by seven. Um, this was a big win for them. North Carolina, it didn't really move them, dropped them below Marquette and Tennessee on the two line, but didn't do a ton for them. Yep. Um, Marquette beat Butler. Um, this was a huge opportunity for Butler. Uh, it was a home game. Butler had already beaten Marquette once, so it's not like a must win or anything, but they just, they left something on the table. And that Marquette win was enough. Well, they didn't really need it, but. That helped them be a lock for me. Yes. So I would absolutely say Marquette's a lock. Um, They are my fifth overall seed. So they are my first two seed right now. They leapfrog Tennessee and North Carolina this week. Mm -hmm. Um, Iowa State and Cincinnati. um, Cincinnati just, they turn the ball over 25 times. First and foremost, you can't do that in any league, let alone the Big 12. Somehow they kept it close. Um, Iowa State did not have a stellar offensive night. They won 68 to 59. But Cincinnati had more turnovers than made baskets. Yes. I mean, that's just, you're never going to win a game. Like you're that. not going to win. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't think of a situation where I've seen a team have more turnovers than baskets. Not, a, not, not in the Big 12 and, a, and, yeah. a, and against a good team. Yeah. That just can't happen. Um, 
Absolutely. So Cincinnati, that actually did drop them a little bit. Oh, We're yeah. getting to the point where they've, they've lost seven Big 12 games. They are going to need to get to nine and nine. That means yeah. they have to finish five and two. Good How luck. they get there does not matter because yes. it's the Big 12. Right. Just five and two is your goal. Yep. So any Cincinnati fans that are watching, that's what you want. And um, that's pretty much all the Big 12 teams not named Kansas, Baylor, and Houston. Yes. Texas Tech can get away with a little bit more um, just because they've done really well in the conference. So they have a little bit more leeway, but if they would fall a bunch in a row, they could yeah. really get in some hot water quick. Um, next game, Oklahoma-Baylor was supposed to be the game of the night. Baylor controlled it. They were up by 13 at the half, and it just kind of stayed there for the second half. Um, ended up winning 79-62. to 62. Um, Not a ton to say. Baylor's a three seed. They've just been steady on that line. Um, I've got Oklahoma currently as a seven. Um, they've just they've been trending down, but not like terribly. Oklahoma's been one of those teams that's been doing just enough to stay in my near lock category, but yes. not enough to get to a lock yet. Yeah. So absolutely, um, they're going to want to get to nine and nine. They're six and six right now, so three and three is absolutely doable. Yeah. Um, it's just take care of the games. I don't know what they have, but I'm sure they've got at least two or three more home games. Take care of your home games and keep it close on the road, and you'll be fine. Yep. Illinois um, beat Michigan ninety-seven to sixty-eight. I just, I, wow. <laughs> and apparently, um, Michigan's AD this year or this week did say that he was planning to keep Juwan for next year. I don't know that he's saying that just to like save face for the rest of the season or for what. Though I don't understand why you're keeping Juwan. Yeah. Um, this is we've talked about it a lot, but this is why you don't hire players to coach your team. Yeah. Like, Juwan's, everything's going to, not everything, but a lot of Juwan is going to be remembered in this, like, 3-11 and 11 Big Ten season and just tanking the program. Not, mm-hmm. like, anything else that he did as a player. It just, it sets him up for failure. We've seen it with Ewing and Chris Mulling and a handful of other people. Especially if you're not older. Absolutely. Um, so, Dayton took care of Duquesne. They started off pretty slow, but they took care of him. Up yeah, at yeah. Um, so Dayton sitting on the five line for me, probably a should be in type of team for you. I don't see them getting lost yep. very soon. They're but... in my near lock. Uh, yeah. As long as they don't take a bad loss here and probably at this point, multiple yeah. bad losses, like th- they really would have to like pretty much lose to Fort Fordham, you know, Davidson, St. Louis. I mean, they really would have to almost lose the rest of the games to not yeah. make it. They yeah. just need to win three more. Yeah, they're in as a good long, spot. They'll yeah, as long as they beat Fordham at home, Davidson at home, and they don't lose to St. Louis, they're fine. They can lose to Loyola, Chicago. They can lose to VCU. They can lose to George Mason. Yeah. How about Loyola, Chicago? I can't yeah. give them the tiebreaker right now, so I'm going to have to leave it with Dayton, but they almost yeah. got to appear in the bracket as an automatic qualifier. Yeah. Um, was really cool when I was looking at brackets earlier. Um, Creighton beat the rich boys in Georgetown, um, 94 to 72. Every time DePaul and Georgetown play any of these were good teams, they just get absolutely destroyed. Like they don't even look like they belong on the same league or the same court. I didn't expect Georgetown to look good. No. I, like I did not expect them to be a tournament team. I really expect them to finish 10th in the big East. I did not expect one in 12 in the big East and not yeah. even competitive. I mean, right. There's 10th in the Big East, and then there's 10th 
in the like, Big East. Like, they've joined the basement with DePaul. Yeah. They weren't supposed to do that with Cooley. No. I know this is year one. It's a rebuild. Spare me all of that. Yeah. Cooley should be better than 8-16 and 16 overall. Yeah. Um, BYU and what was one of the underrated games on Tuesday ended up beating UCF 90-88. to 88. Um, I believe it came down like UCF uh, shrunk the deficit just a little bit at the end. Yeah. Solid win for BYU. They're just treading water on the six line. They're fine. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin avoided a landmine at Ohio State and ultimately got uh, Chris Holtman fired. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. We'll start with the game there. I mean, not much to it. They won by eight. Uh, they just took care of it. I mean, did what they had to do. Um, Wisconsin is a four seed for me. There is an argument for them to be a three, but I have them as a four. Um, a lot of good quad one wins. They, they were- have quad one wins, but just don't have enough good good ones to be on the three line. Yeah, that's where they're at right now. It's You have to really start splitting hairs when you're looking at those teams. Um, quick tidbit on the Ohio State thoughts. I wanted to get your thoughts, Mike, on firing him midseason. I thought it was kind of weird considering, I mean, I don't see them having a chance to make the tournament, but it's not completely over. Like, if they won their last, what, six games or five out of the last six, they at least have a shot. Yeah. And I mean, I we're not that saying it happened, but yeah, I mean, if they were 10 and 10 in the Big Ten and 20 and 11, we could definitely be talking about a tournament team. Yeah. Um, so that's just that odd to me. I, I didn't see that coming. I could understand it at the end of the season, but. Yeah. And I'm not going to give out anything paywalled or anything right now, but I have recently subscribed to Trilly Donovan's Discord. I would highly recommend anybody who has $6 laying around a month that they can get away with, pay for his Discord, get on there and see his content. Um, He's got a lot of stuff about like different coaches and stuff like that. Um, And you're able to like, I'm able to ask him direct questions in a group chat and he actually like has time to answer and will give us his unfiltered thoughts. So I'm a big proponent of that. I know he's not like perfect by any means when he's predicting things, but he's done really well with it. Um, And I've been impressed in the two or three weeks I've joined. Yeah. Um, Watch out for that coaching search is going to be wild. Ohio state's looking for a big name. I heard a lot of mentions about Lamont Paris. I can't see that right now. I don't see Lamont Paris. I see Greg McDermott was in the hunt the, when they hired Holtman. Yeah. I see McDermott looking to move somewhere else. Maybe. Um, it's been rumored that he wanted the Notre Dame job last year. Yeah. Rumored that he doesn't like um, the AD at Creighton. But if you don't like your boss and you can get out, I mean, go for it. I know Dusty May was mentioned. He gets mentioned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Miller was mentioned. Yeah. Sean Miller will be the most hated man in the city of Cincinnati if he leaves. Oh, man. After two years. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah. We'll have plenty of time to get into coaches. We'll move on. Um, Pittsburgh picked up a huge win at Virginia. That was enough to to move them up to my bubble section from French bubble. And they are – they're going to be the ninth – or 10th team out. I haven't finished yep. scrubbing my bubble yet. But they, they jumped up like 11 spots with this. They now have wins on the road against Duke and Virginia. Yes, that's a great collection of two road wins. Now, follow that up with just going on a bit of a streak for me. Yeah. I know you all have been rolling recently. I don't have – I'm pulling up their resume real quick. Um, 
but Should they've be. been um, streaking, I believe. Sorry, Virginia was We're the going streaking. The <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, they've won four in a row, uh-huh. including um, two quad two wins and a quad one win. So they get kind of, Louisville. Kind of the Rutgers or the Big Ten? They are the Rutgers of the Big Ten. They really, really need to go – or the ACC, sorry. Uh, yes. They really need to avoid Louisville on Saturday. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. You'll lose everything. Um, and for Virginia, that's going to be – that should be a short stay in the AP poll. It better be. I yeah. hate, didn't even know they were ranked until I pulled up the – 21st. Oh, um, I mean, Virginia had won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in a row. Yeah. Um, before they lost to Pitt, not so much of substance, but yes, you know. But I mean, we're seeing teams drop Q three games all over. Yeah. The place, so just winning is a good thing. That's good. So props to Virginia for that. You're Kentucky, fine. Kentucky You're overall miss. Yes. Um. So Kentucky used their defense. Yeah. I I don't know how, but or Ole Miss not being able to score. I, I'm choosing to give Kentucky the benefit of the doubt and say that it was their defense. Okay, you're being nice. I am being nice. Um, moving on from that, Ole Miss is out. Kentucky is a six seed right now. Nothing huge movement-wise there. Ole Miss fell one spot from my last team in to my first team out. And I think we mentioned before the big difference between Ole Miss and South Carolina with their high resume metrics is South Carolina has the wins over Kentucky and Tennessee. Yes. Ole Miss doesn't have anything like that. Yes. Nothing. Two wins can, I mean, two big wins like that can just absolutely skyrocket a team. Yeah. As we've seen South Carolina go right. from an 11 to a four last week, uh, back down the six line now. But just there's a big difference there. You got to win your big games. Um, next one is a surprise result. Um, kind of thought I would maybe see something happen, but I didn't expect it to be this one. Um, Illinois State yep. into. Uh, Indiana State and beat the Sycamores in their first ranked game since uh, Larry Bird was yep. playing the Sycamores. Ended up winning by 13. Indiana State's another one that will fall out of the AP poll. Absolutely. And this actually moved them from a nine seed to on the outside looking in for me. They'll still be wow. the automatic qualifier, but this dropped them. They would have been my second team out had yeah. the automatic qualifier. It's I'm just, sorry, it's a Q4 loss. Yep, at home. And, and they have been yeah. kind of playing with this fire for a little bit now. Yep. This uh, is one of the ones thinking. you couldn't lose, though. And what was tough about it was they overcame a slow start to both halves Yeah, and had a lead with about 10 minutes left and just never were able to kind of get that next basket to go further ahead Yeah, and then just fell right back behind, and that was it. Yep. So... Great. I'm glad they got the recognition. They deserve to be ranked. I had them ranked for two weeks. Yeah. But welcome back to mid-major life. You can't yep. a game and not expect to drop, to be fully honest. Um, moving on, one of the other games of the night, um, Providence and St. John's. Um, Providence ended up winning by three um, behind Odoro with that um, dad strength and 28 points. Was that enough to push Providence into the field? Probably not yet, right? We will see. Yeah. I, so I haven't scrubbed everything yet. Right now, I have them tentatively placed as my third to last team in. Um, but I yeah. don't know if I like it. St. John's may have to, may have to win their last, their final six games to get in. St. John's is fifth out. I I don't 
it's going to get rough for St. John's. I have a feeling. And I've seen some people that are not happy with Patino. Just yeah. throwing that. Grass is not always greener, guys. Nope. Um, all right. I, we already talked about Ann and the Vanderbilt. Yep. Um, Drake avoided the popping their bubble um, yep. at Evansville. Um, Florida beat LSU. Um, I don't know if you saw the game live, but I actually watched this one live. Yeah. Um, Florida was gave up a wide open layup with about a second and a half left to LSU right in front of the basket and LSU missed it. Um, I'm talking nobody within five feet of him and he had plenty of time to have, he had possession of the ball should have gotten that and gone in. If Florida makes the tournament and they end up falling this, that layup is why Yeah. Uh, right now they're an eight seed. They've been on just an absolute streak right now too. Yep. Um, so props to them for handling their business, even if it wasn't pretty. Um, not very good second half of seasons for LSU under uh, so far. No, I'm I'm starting to wonder how long he's going to be there. Yeah. Um, Virginia Tech took care of Florida State. That's a fringe fringe bubble team, but matchup so, both hey, of them. Yeah. Um. All right. San Diego State and beat Colorado State seventy-one to fifty-five. Correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, actually, I know I'm right. Um, Colorado State was up forty-four to thirty at the half. Yep. How do you score 11 points in a second? Uh, that was crazy. I won't lie. I went to bed. I, I'm I on the Eastern. The, yeah. I didn't see all the game, but I saw it was like 50. I saw Colorado State was up a few points. It's like, you know, I don't know, 12 minutes left. And then I saw the final score 71 55. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> I mean, that is just, I don't, I, I'm honestly kind of speechless. Yeah. I knew that it was like a big lead. I didn't realize it was that drastic. That is. That's a 30-point okay. swing at one half. Yeah. So that, that moves San Diego State up to near lock for me. Colorado State's already there. Yeah. Um, Colorado State and San Diego State, just as long as they don't lose to, like, the likes of Fresno State, Wyoming, yeah, uh, San Jose State, and picks up one other win against somebody else, they're going to be – they may not even need that at that point. Yeah. Um, I have San Diego State. They're in contention for number 16 overall. Yep. You'll have to find my reveal tomorrow. Um, on Friday to see where I've got all the 16, but they're going to be close. Um, and then I have Colorado state on the seven line right now. So your yeah. one's in any real danger at this point. Um, final result of the night was another great game. Unfortunately, it was a little past my bedtime. Um, New Mexico beat Nevada in Reno by one. Um, I know uh, three with about within the final seconds too. Yeah. Yeah. I know Masburn had the big shot at the end to push him up, but just what a bounce back for New Mexico. I had them as my one of my last four in. Um, I had Nevada there as well. Um, and New Mexico jumps all the way up to a nine seed for this. That was a huge road win. Um, it's going to be tough for both of those teams to make it. I don't think both of them make it. I think it's between those two for who falls out. Yeah. It, I mean, there's still a scenario, but I don't love it. I mean, New Mexico had to have it, but it really hurt Nevada, too. Yeah, it hurt the six-bid Mountain West chances overall. Um, Nevada Wednesday. is still in my last four in right now, though. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, so they still got a chance. they just going to have to win some games after that. Um, all right, so we will move to Wednesday. The Tuesday yep. night slate was loaded. Um, just the best night of the week by far. Um. 
All right, we'll start just because they're at the top of my feed. Um, Seton Hall beat Xavier in a game that Xavier just didn't show up for. Kadari they... had 20 points. He 14 assists and nine rebounds, I think. He almost had a triple-double, and he tied Shaheen Holloway's record in assists for a game. I actually had to ask uh, NKY Bracketology if, if uh, Xavier was playing that night. So, I don't – Xavier Twitter has kind of uh, – went down a rabbit hole that I haven't seen in a couple of years because of the coaching. Group. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I want to see Xavier play more before I make this proclamation. That felt like a game of Providence last year. Yeah. Where my coach is leaving. I give up. Yeah. We'll see the second half. They ended up playing better, but that is something to watch. Definitely big eyeball emojis on that one. It's a lot easier to play better when the game's out of reach and there's no, you know, yeah, exactly. No pressure. You're down by 30. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Seton Hall is next four out for me. Still just hovering seven, eight out. Yeah. Uh, Xavier bubble popped. Pretty I don't much. have your consideration. Go win five or six of your last six and we'll talk. That's what they need to do. Yeah. Yeah. They have Marquette twice and at Butler um, <laughs> another game. So that's not going to happen. Um, big shout out to the Northern Kentucky Norse. Yeah. Uh, they took down Green Bay, who was leading the horizon. Um, NKU's had an up-and-down year with some injuries to the, some of their best players. But, Does uh, that put Oakland in front now? Uh, Green Bay and Oakland are tied, so I yep. don't know if we will see a formal flip. I haven't looked at who's got the tiebreaker per ESPN standings, but it at least got like Green Bay tied. So everybody's thinking NKU right now for getting that back. Um, I graduated from NKU, so obviously a little partial. I get Green, to be Bay, Green Bay is shown as having the tiebreaker at the moment. Okay. I thought so, but I wasn't 100% sure. And they're a game ahead of Youngstown, Youngstown State at 11-5. and five. Okay. One game. Cool. So, yeah, they're um, they're fine right now. They'll stay as my AQ for tomorrow. But Horizon League is going to be fun to watch down the stretch. All right. So, moving on to one of the games that I was really scared to watch. Ugh. It turned out not as bad as I thought it was going to. Um, UConn beat DePaul 101-65. to Think about that. Not as bad as we thought. 101 to 65 in Chicago. And it really felt like UConn was just kind of taking it easy. I mean, they scored 52 and 49. Yeah. (laughs) That's the epitome of having two teams on complete different spectrums in basketball. DePaul's got to get it turned around. I don't want them (laughs) at the Big East, but they can't keep doing this and expect to stay. We shouldn't be saying it didn't seem so bad when you lose by 36 at home. Exactly. It's not like, you know, UConn went to play Mississippi Valley State. Okay, they basically did. They That's basically huge. did at this point, yeah. They played Mississippi Valley State this year. Yeah. Well, was that better or worse than that game? <laughs> they beat Mississippi I, Valley State 87 to 53. So that's better or worse than or better so than So DePaul they, was worse and yeah. that's the road game. Yeah. If that tells you anything. Ugh. Now, Castle, I don't I think Castle wasn't playing at that point, but still, just for reference, guys. Yeah. Um, moving on, Tennessee blew the doors off of Arkansas. This was almost as bad. I was worried about this game, to be fully honest with you, for Tennessee. Um, just felt like a kind of game that could give them some trouble, but Bud Walton's always hard to play in, but uh, Tennessee came out in the second half and won the second half forty six to twenty three. The uh, must bus has not just fallen off the tracks. They've fallen off the track and fell in the river. Okay, so we talked about Providence vibes for a team like Xavier. 
Yeah. I think we need to talk Providence vibes for Arkansas. Maybe. Um, I've, I've heard the rumors on Twitter about Louisville for Muss, and I don't know. Yeah. Lots of I heard that too. The fun thing about this podcast is we don't have sources, so we can have yeah. some speculation. None of this is fact. Do not try to use this as a report. Um, next game in was supposed to be the game of the night, but really just didn't pan out. Shocking. Auburn, Auburn and South Carolina, yeah. 101 to 61. All right, so we were on South Carolina and Auburn. Auburn. We had just a little technical difficulty there. Um, we're back. So Auburn beat South Carolina 101 to 61. I don't know what else to say about it. Auburn is still a fraud if they're not playing at home. South Carolina, I don't know what to make of them. They were due for a letdown. Auburn was due for a letdown. the prediction metrics do matter. Yeah. Um, I, to any of the people that don't think the numbers are anywhere close to accurate, this year they've played out a lot closer to accurate than they have inaccurate. So just keep that in mind. I know you don't like seeing your team not high enough, but just keep it in mind. And I will point out for where South Carolina is and where they are in the metrics, their remaining games are LSU at home, Ole Miss on the road, Texas A&M on the road, Florida, ten- Florida and Tennessee at home, and Mississippi State on the road. They will be favored this week, and I expect against LSU. That might be the last game they're favored to win this season. And I don't know. They have a great record. Yeah. Hyperinflated, it looks great. But you dig into it, and it doesn't look great. Yeah. The wins at Kentucky and Tennessee, we talked about it with Ole Miss. Those, are, those two wins are carrying this team's yeah. resume. Um, They need to blow out LSU. Yep. They need to, like – beat i mean they're gonna have to beat florida at home um i don't know that one and five gets them into the tournament to be fully honest with you so there was i've mentioned this before there was a south carolina team i think 2015-16 that was 24 and 8 and had they had started the season 15 and 0 they finished 24 and 8 did not make the tournament yeah so we could very well be looking at something similar. My guess is if they finish 23-9 and nine or whatever, and I think the wins over Tennessee and Kentucky will be enough to put them in. But let's see them first. Yeah. Um, I just – if you're a South Carolina fan, enjoy the ride, but don't get too comfortable. Yeah. On- um, all right. So, Auburn, you're up to a three seed. Yeah. You're – you that – I can't hold you down you you jumped um you ended up jumping duke even though duke won you jumped them so well done um moving on michigan state uh took care of penn state just checking another bad loss um out of the way so doing well there michigan state's an eight seed um and for me moving closer to near lock not there yet they're in that so if i was looking at it i'd have like a should be in category and a bubble category um, and they'd be in that, like, should be in. Yep. Basically, don't screw anything up. Yep. Win the games you're supposed to and go on. Right. Um, Clemson, another team that they're probably a near lock. but They are. Um, 77 to 60 over Miami. We can go ahead and just quit talking about Miami as a bubble team. So, you see the final score is 77 to 60. Yes. It was 57 to 53 Miami with about seven minutes left. And Clemson outscored them twenty four to three to finish that one or something like that. I mean, 
That's ridiculous. You can't have those kinds of letdowns. This yeah. is the team that was in the Final Four last year. Yeah. With a lot of the same pieces back. Right. And they are 15-10 and 10 and 6-8 and eight in the ACC. With a loss to Louisville. It's, it's hard to envision a situation where they make the tournament at this point. Both from they an need to test. win their last six games. Yes. Yeah. Both from an eye test and a like predicting standpoint. I don't see it. I, I don't see it. Um, USF continues to just look good. Um, yep. I can't ever pronounce the coach's name, but oh, yeah. he, was it Kennesaw State last year? Yes. He's I don't be shocked if he moves to a bigger program again. Yeah. Um, I mean, absolute amazing job this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they beat Tulsa by nineteen. They continue to be at top of the American. Um, I do think the American will end up with a bid stealer. Yeah. I think that's the conference to watch out for bubble teams. You're going to want Memphis or FAU to just roll, or I guess FAU at this point. Um, Richmond's pretty short stay on my bubble, on my bubble section. <laughs> like the main one was pretty short after losing by 10 at home to UMass. That'll do it. I mean, yeah. I had a mass fan messaging back and forth telling me to get ready for, he actually predicted him to win um, props to him. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't have it in front of me, but he he was correct. Yeah. Um, moving along, Samford took care of Western Carolina. Just like to point out, they're twenty three and three and twelve and one. They're going to be a twelve or a thirteen seed, but great year for Samford. Um, Reckham Matt had mentioned that they don't have enough butts in their seats. I thought the same thing when I watched some of that game last night. Um, that should be a, that fan base should rally behind this team. It's really cool to watch. Um, in a battle of very, very, very fringe bubble teams, Maryland beat Iowa. Oh, you're being nice and giving them the credit there. Okay. Yeah. Yes, uh, Maryland did beat Iowa. Both are 14-11 and 6-8 and and in the Big Ten. Neither one's going to make the tournament. Another one of those where they got to probably win. Their, like, most of these teams, unless you've played a top five, top ten schedule, you got to get to 20 wins. Yes. So if you see your team is 14-11 and there's six games left, guess what? You better win the rest of them. Yeah. And neither Maryland or Iowa have a top five or ten top or ten schedule. I think the only team that we're talking about with a top five or ten schedule in the bubble, and I could be wrong about this, is Xavier. Xavier, Michigan State. Michigan State I wouldn't even call bubbly at this point. Not anymore, uh, yeah. Um, so I, yeah, Xavier it, comes yeah. to mind, yeah. Um, I know that they, they went through an absolute gauntlet, but I mean, you lost to Delaware and Oakland yep. at home. Yep. You deserve to be a tournament team with those. No. Um, but that's the kind of team that they had their opportunities. They just haven't taken advantage of them, and now they've fallen off. I thought Utah State going to uh, Laramie and get, coming out with a win at Wyoming was important. Absolutely. Anytime. I mean, John Rothstein started calling Laramie like the gem yep. of death or something like that. Um, it's where the six bid. Mountain West was going to die, but they've so many teams have managed to beat them there um, the past couple weeks. So props to Utah State for going and getting it. Um, that's never an easy win. For me, Utah State is kind of like the next Mountain West team to get that near lock status. Yep. It's not quite there yet. I have them just two spots ahead of Colorado State, but they're on shakier ground if they would lose some Because Colorado State has the Creighton win. 
Yes. That's a big difference. And Utah State, they've loaded up yet again on Q2 wins. They do have some quad one wins, um, but they've loaded up again on quad two, which is great, and it'll get you into the tournament, but it makes you a little shakier than a team with a Creighton win or something like that. All right, so moving into some Thursday night action. We're not going to go through all the games because we're recording this at 10.01 Eastern. <laughs> so a lot of things are happening. Um, Gonzaga, one score I want to point out as I scroll to the finals, Gonzaga is up one on the wheel of Marymount. Who Let's has look. six scholarship players playing. They sure do. That is That would be the kiss of death for Gonzaga, who – by the way, I think is going to make their first appearance since November in my bracket tomorrow. I'll be staying up until 11 to make sure that they win this. But... I mean, what in the... If ever there was going to be a game where they were going to win by 60, this would be the one. I thought that would be like a 60-point blowout, to be fully honest. I mean, my goodness. All right. So okay. JMU looked good tonight. Um, yeah. 63 over Georgia State. There's no real shot for JMU to win and make the at-large. The only way they could do it is to not lose another game, but then they would get the AQ. And win by these margins. Yes. So I don't see a viable path, but the Sunbelt tournament is going to be fun. Yeah. Them and App State, I need that in the championship. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, FAU took care of Temple. Um, Glad to see they ended up winning by 12. That's just not a game you wanted to keep close. Nope. All right. Um, Colorado losing to UCLA, that could be goodbye. Or by or down nine at the half. That would be goodbye. Yeah. I'm gonna have I don't think UCLA's close, but UCLA's been streaking recently. Yeah. We talked a lot about streaking teams. They're one of them. I don't think they're close to the tournament, but they're fourth in the Pac twelve now. Yeah. You could talk about them being a bid stealer. Yep. The- per- um, oh, this is interesting. 55-54 Purdue by one with thirteen minutes left against ooh. Minnesota. I know Edie had two fouls um, like six or seven minutes in that Mackey Arena wasn't too happy about. <laughs> Shocker. Well, just, they have three. He has three fouls now. Just wait till the tournament. <laughs> um, North Texas is up by seven on Memphis right now. They'll find a way to lose. I, I, we'll see. <laughs> seven might be a bit much depending on what Memphis can score. Yeah, that's true. In a, in a, that's a lot, but that would be really, really detrimental to Memphis. Um, I've had a lot of Memphis fans asking what they need to do. They need to win. Win. Yeah. Yeah. They're down by eight right now, 74 to 67. Um, SMU keeping a little bit of hope alive for a bid. They want a two-lane. I don't see it, but. Just end up. Yeah. Like, we're giving false hope to people and just end these teams that are on the fringe. It's just weird to take a team off that's in the top 50 in the net, but I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. To, so, to be fair, the net is junk and should be tossed. <laughs> <laughs> One and six in the first two quadrants. Yeah. You're not going to Now get... two and six, I guess, because I think Tulane was barely in Q2. Yeah. For now. Until tomorrow. Um, App Rutgers, State, Marshall, yeah. uh, 73 to 58. Yeah. Um, Big win for App State. Like I said, Sunbelt's going to be fun. Um, go with Rutgers. Yeah, Rutgers not coming back from 13 down to beat Northwestern in Northwestern's first game without uh, Barry. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, you know, Northwestern, they've got the holes of their only road wins are against uh, Penn State and DePaul. 
Mm-hmm. DePaul, as we already mentioned, barely counts. Uh, Penn State, eh, you know, okay. But it's not your only road win kind of counting. Yeah. Uh, they have lost to Chicago State. They have all these, they have a terrible non conference strength schedule. And now they're without a key player. Yeah. And so committee, ask Rutgers. Committee has left people out because of injuries. Yeah. Like, if you prove that you're playing down at a terrible level and you have a questionable resume, they might leave you on the outside looking in because of that. So, if, if I don't, I forget how to pronounce his name, but if uh, Mag had been healthy last season, they would have been in. Been in, yeah. yeah. And that, I mean, we could see it with Northwestern this year. Uh, I'll be on the 10 line tomorrow morning for me. So, that's uh, where I see there. Yeah. Trying to look through. I don't think there were a ton of games tonight. Not more. Uh, Grand Canyon is up by six at the half against Utah Tech. They need to hold that. Yes, they do. Absolutely. Um, otherwise, uh, St. Mary's is playing Pepperdine. That's probably going to be ugly, but we'll see. Uh, Utah absolutely must beat USC tonight. Absolutely. I will not be awake for it, but they better win. Yeah. They better be awake for it. Let's see. All right, so I'm going to hop into Friday real quick. Yep. Um, I'm going to just rattle these off. If there's anything you want to talk about, any seating implications you want to ask about, hit me. But I am going to literally just rattle off the big games that I'm keeping an eye on. Um, Friday night, we have Nova and Georgetown. Um, and then New Mexico and San Diego State. That's really it. Yeah. There's a bunch of good mid-major games, as I've said all along watch some mid-major basketball you're yeah. doing yourself a disservice if you're not but they're not turning the game so i'm not going to spend a ton of time on them ohio and toledo should have a lot of points yes take the over um all right Don't take Thursday. the over again in new mexico san diego state no. moving on no 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 not at all um <laughs> all right starting at noon on saturday we've got texas tech and iowa state texas a&m and alabama mm-hmm. um wake forest and virginia TCU, Kansas State, Penn State, Nebraska, um, and then 1230 is Creighton and Butler, um, and then that'll end up the noon window. I will say, Texas Tech, well done for your win over Kansas. Get ready for Hilton. Yeah, good luck with that. Matt, I told you I'd mention them. There you go. Uh, Kansas State, gotta have the game against TCU to have a chance. Yes, I have Kansas State on my like fringe of the fringe of the fringe. Yeah. They're still under consideration, but not. it's not looking good. Nebraska, you got to have the game against Penn State. Yes. Wake really needs it against Virginia. I don't see it, but they need it. Yeah, um, especially Virginia coming off a loss. Yeah. Uh, Butler over Creighton. It's a game in Hinkle. You That's winnable. Pick. That could be close. Yeah. Um, moving to the 1 o'clock window, Texas and Houston. Good um, luck, Texas. Yeah. Florida, Georgia. That's a always a fun game. Good band. <laughs> um, bunch of Horizon League action. Yeah. Um, Dayton and Fordham is at one thirty. Um, mm. That's the game that Dayton really needs to avoid to be pretty much yep. alive. Um, Virginia Tech and North Carolina start the two o'clock window. Um, big game for Tech if they want any chance. Yep. Same with um, Florida State against Duke. Yep. Don't expect either of them to win though. Um, BYU has Oklahoma State, not a game that Oklahoma or that BYU wants to drop. Nope. 
Um, Arkansas and Mississippi State play. Um, huge opportunity there for Mississippi State uh, to just kind of level their feet out and get a big win. Arkansas is not a pushover, but they could help their metrics and stuff a little bit. Iowa and Wisconsin, last chance pretty much for Iowa. Every game is at this point. Yeah. Um, Marquette and UConn. Game of the freaking weekend. Oof. So excited. I am going to sit there and just enjoy this one. Yeah. Um, massive one seed potential implications. Um, I don't see Marquette getting to a one with a win unless Arizona loses. And I don't see UConn dropping from the one line. That being said, huge, huge game for both teams. Are you still there, Mike? But I hear the song again. I'm not sure what it is. I don't hear it this time, so I'm going to continue. Oh, now it stopped again. Good. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, South Carolina and LSU, uh, again, must win for South Carolina. Just a terrible loss. Um, Kansas, Oklahoma. Um, That one should be a solid one in Norman. We'll see what uh, Kansas looks like health-wise. Well, they're on the road, so they're going to lose. Exactly. They're on the road, so that hurts. So good for you, Oklahoma. (laughs) Cincinnati travels to Orlando to play UCF. This is a game that Cincinnati needs. Mm -hmm. Um, Enough said. We spent some time on Cincinnati earlier. Yep. Um... McNeese plays nickel. That should be another blowout. Yep. App State has Louisiana and Boone. That's interesting. That's a fun game. game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Illinois travels to Maryland. It's always hard to play at College Park. Um, And man, Illinois has a hard time with Maryland. Yeah. Anytime Maryland needs a boost for the resume, Illinois comes calling. Absolutely. And that's, I mean, it's already happened once this year. So we'll see what happens there. We all know Syracuse coming off that big win against North Carolina is going to find a way to lose to Georgia Tech. Yes, absolutely. Especially in Atlanta, yeah. Um, Utah State and Colorado State. Fun game. Uh, should be really fun. Look for Colorado State to bounce back and score more than 11 points each half. I would hope. Um, Tennessee gets Vandy. Um, Vandy's going to be riding high. Expect Tennessee to just absolutely slap them around. Yep. Um, Baylor travels to Morgantown to play West Virginia. Not an easy place to play. No. Um, Baylor, you need to win this one, though. Um, game one B of the day. It's it's game two of the day. Um, Kentucky at Auburn. Kentucky needs this one. Yeah. Um, they're a, set, a six seven seed right now. They they need to go win this. That's, yeah. that's all that I got. Uh, JMU gets Georgia Southern. We talked about slim hopes. Don't lose to Georgia Southern, or those are gone. Yeah. Um, slim hopes as well. Pittsburgh and Louisville. Don't lose to. Louisville. Don't do it. Um, Indiana State gets Southern Illinois. Look for them to bounce back. That would have been the game if they were going to lose one. That would, that have, would been, have been an okay yeah. one. Now they can't. Um, Boise State um, hosts Fresno State. You yeah. don't have that one if you're a Bronco fan. Um, same thing Providence for- against DePaul. I mean, Clemson hosting NC State. That's not as bad. That's on the same level, but NC no. State. NC State's got to have that. Yeah. Um, we get Michigan, Michigan State at 8 p.m. on Fox. That should be a bloodbath. I don't, yeah. Uh, Princeton and Yale, that should be fun. Yeah, I was going to mention the, some of the Ivy League matchups are always a fun time. Um, Ole Miss hosts Missouri. 
when will Mizzou get that elusive first win in the SEC? Could it be on? Could it be? Yeah, we'll see. Um, Gonzaga has Pacific. They like to struggle with Pacific, so watch. They out. do. Um, Pacific. Maybe they'll get their first WCC win against Gonzaga this week. I wouldn't count on it, but okay. I'm not counting on it, but it could be a fun storyline. Arizona battle between Arizona and Arizona State. Um, Colorado USC. Colorado may play themselves off the bubble tonight, but if yep. they they have another opportunity to do so on Saturday. <laughs> Oregon, uh, same thing. Yep. Oregon's fringe fringe too, so yeah. And then Nevada gets UNLV. Nevada, not an easy place you gotta to find a way to win that. You need that, especially after the loss this week. Yep. All right, so these episodes are a little longer when we're breaking down so many bubble games. Thanks for hanging with us. Hope we've given a great breakdown of everything and kind of gotten you ready for the weekend. Um, But to finish out, we got Sunday. We got a huge matchup in Tampa. Florida Atlantic travels to South Florida. Um, That'll be for number one probably in the American. Yep. Um, Purdue gets Ohio State. That could be ugly. Um... Drake has Murray State. If they want any chance at the bubble, they got to win that one. That's every game pretty much for Drake at this point. I do have Drake. They're going to be eighth out tomorrow morning, so they are there. But it's fringe. Like, they're pretty far away. Um, Northwestern travels to Bloomington to play Indiana. They need need that one now. Had they lost to Rutgers, they could have dropped that, but now they need it. Memphis gets SMU. Um, They're going to have to have that. Especially, they did lose to North Texas. They lost by 10. Yeah, so they need it. So Memphis, let's see where I have them needing five to six more wins. And there's not that many games left, folks. Yeah, I I don't know what to say. If you're a Memphis fan, just start hoping you win out. out. I mean, SMU's a quad one win, so this would be a huge win. Um so, yeah, that's that's about it. Um, Seton Hall has St. John's at 5 p.m. on Sunday. That's a bubble battle. Yep. Um, I mean, I can't put it any better. Point blank. Um, Rutgers, Minnesota should be fun. Um, and then 7 o'clock, Utah and UCLA. Utah doesn't want to lose that game. Nope. They are in my last four. They cannot lose either of these games to USC or UCLA. So that wraps up the weekend. We'll know everything by 9 p.m. on Sunday night. Yep. We'll be back about 9.30, I think, on Sunday night. So look for, I think it'll be Zach and I on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. To wrap up. Um, but other than that, guys, thanks for joining. Um, it's going to be a crazy next couple of weeks. Yes, it will. <laughs> I, I, I expect to, I have seven locks to this point which are um, Purdue, UConn, Houston, North Carolina, Arizona, Marquette. Those are the ones to come, and Kansas. Yeah. Um, I would not be surprised to see that number just about double by the end of the weekend. Yeah, it's time to start really, like, the field's going to shrink. We'll talk some more about it on Saturday um, in the Bracketology episode, but the field's going to shrink quick. Yeah. Uh, Or the potential field is going to shrink quick. So get ready, buckle in, it's going to be fun. Oh, 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 oh,